Mike Storm, and together we aim to solve cybersecurity challenges one principle at a time. The only way to be unhackable is to outwit the attacker. Deception is the method. Knowledge of how to deceive is the means. Taking your security personally is the motivation. This is Unhackable, your security podcast about deception and personal security. Target acquired. Let's go. Hey, Unhackable fans, and welcome to this Unhackable minicast episode about a very important topic, phishing. We're going to talk about recognizing different types of phishing and how to report it. Now, it is quite an involved topic, so to make you successful, we'll break this episode down into three elements. Element number one, what is phishing and generally, what is it intended to do? Element number two, we're going to dive into details of the popular types of phishing and really what to be on the lookout for, as well as how to defeat each of the popular types. And finally, element number three, how to report phishing. This is critical to help out the global community and also to change our own behaviors for what we do to respond. Unfortunately, ignorance is not bliss when it comes to phishing. So let's begin with element Element number number one. one. What is phishing? And generally, what is it intended to do? Phishing is just another type of social engineering, which was made famous by Kevin Mitnick over 30 years ago, preying on human nature or using known weaknesses in human nature to deceive. In fact, social engineering and its manifestation as phishing are responsible for up to 90% of the data breaches that we read about today. Anytime a bad actor tricks you into doing something or clicking on something you shouldn't have, they have successfully caught a fish, thus the term. Attackers have been saying for a long time that humans are easier to hack than machines, that it's easier to get a human to do something than a machine or system, because we have a remarkable vulnerability, human nature. And it's so well understood by bad actors that they can predict with 99% certainty how people will respond when faced with varying situations. Fishing inoculation is the only remedy. That is, being trained to understand what to be on the lookout for and how to properly manage your response. When you can combine user awareness with technical controls and policies, you create a more impenetrable system. Remember that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, and humans most often are. This unhackable episode is focused on taking a step in the direction to make our human link stronger. So let's talk a little bit about social engineering. It got its start with manipulating human nature in person or over the phone. And while there are still types of this social engineering manifested in phishing, the key to its success is the fact that it has expanded as fast into the digital world as we have. Most people think of phishing as something only derived in email. And even though there are many different varieties of email phishing methods, phishing happens just about everywhere we go in the digital world. Social media, websites, and even in communication through voicemail or SMS text messages, we're going to see it. Just about every case, the bad actor is trying to use attributes of human nature to get you to click on something that you shouldn't, to steal information or somehow direct you to something you perceive as safe to enter the information for them. You got to think, which is easier, hacking a bank system or simply tricking a human into doing it for you by having them log in to verify a potential transaction on a fabricated system that looks just like the one you use every day? All I need to do is to get your attention. Human nature states that to get your attention, to spark your curiosity, to make you want to look, all I need to do is to deliver something shocking or something emotionally meaningful to you. When this happens, your click potential is suddenly in the high 90s. Makes sense why it's so successful. Now, we did cover some additional details on click awareness in Unhackable Episode 2, The Click Principle. 
Managing your click response is critical, and that episode can provide some additional behaviors and tactics that you can execute to get your click reaction in check. Okay, so element number two, popular types of phishing and how to defeat them. Now still, the primary vector for phishing lives within email, with nearly a dozen named varieties of methods that are used. But there are dozens of phishing types overall, so we're going to cover the most relevant and common methods in this episode across email, phishing, web URL phishing, social media phishing, and smishing, or what's known as SMS or text-based phishing. So let's begin with email. Within email, there are quite a few phishing methods, but the methods that rise to the top are the standard email phish, spear phishing, barrel phishing, whaling, angler, and clone. Now, some of these are very similar in the way they're represented, but their actions may be designed to produce a slightly different result, or they may be built to evade a smaller percentage of highly trained humans. Remember, this is all about click reaction, so the more you know about the potential for phishing, the better your click reaction is going to be. Standard email phishing is likely one that everyone has seen, something that you receive an email that somehow encourages you to click on a link or attachment. You can use your imagination here, but everything from new products, discounts, shipping notifications, clearance sales, anything that may interest you. The link or attachment normally contains an embedded script that will initiate a malicious installation or download of some type. This could be considered a malware dropper. So a dropper is a kind of trojan that has been designed to install some sort of malware, a virus, a backdoor, etc., to a target system. The malware code itself can be contained within the dropper, and they call this a single-stage drop, in such a way as to avoid detection by endpoint protection. Or in another case, the dropper may download the malware in a second stage once activated on the machine. This is normally referred to as downloader malware as it needs network access to get the malware from the internet. Normally, standard phishing is done at a massive scale since the cost is extremely low and the method is very simple. Remember that by the time you click the link, the damage is already done. That's it. Critical. Absolutely must remember that point. The malicious code that's installed will allow the attacker to pretty much do whatever they want to from that point on. Pretty much you are owned. Your machine has been owned at this point. This is a difficult method to defeat as the content quality in some cases is low, but it can actually be very high these days. And so the best way to defeat it is to avoid clicking links in email and never open attachments. It's that simple. But again, we can't live our lives without clicking. So there has to be a way to get around that. Like we talked about in Unhackable Episode 2, The Click Principle. We have ways that we can click correctly. If you think the email is legitimate, reach out to the source before clicking or opening it just to be sure. Something simple that you learned as a kid may help a lot here. Don't talk to strangers. This will serve you well when dealing with phishing. Don't click links from strangers and verify the source before clicking. We know that if we're the ones that go to the site and click ourselves instead of clicking on an advertisement, it's always going to make us safer. And that's what I would suggest that you do. Now, this does lead us right into spear phishing, which is similar to the standard fish, but the quality of the content is very, very high. And you might actually receive a message that you've been waiting for in response to something that you've sent or potentially even from a critical person in your organization, like your CEO, sometimes known as whaling phishing, since it aims at luring some specific information under the disguise of a notable person. Generally, we refer to spear phishing and whaling as targeted phishing types, since the content of the email has been painstakingly constructed to look as legitimate as possible. Whaling phishing is more often than not trying to obtain personal information instead of installing malware. But that doesn't mean that it can't do both. 
The link may lead to a fake banking or shopping site that looks legit, trying to get you to enter your credentials, and from there they can be used in other places. Note that spear phishing, even whaling, has become incredibly popular on social networks, since so much about a person can be derived from what they post. Creating interesting and legitimate-looking content is really quite easy as a result. If you want to watch a great example of how some of this works together, there's a great YouTube video created a few years back by Cisco that demonstrates a whaling and spear phishing attack that leads to a ransomware deployment and a data breach. And it's quite remarkable to see all of this happen from the hacker's perspective. Go to YouTube and search the following words. Cisco, anatomy of an attack inside the mind of a hacker. If you search that, you should get a video. It should have a girl with glasses and headphones on looking at a computer. That's the indicator of what you want to watch. So if you want to check it out, it's a really good way of putting all this together and really understanding how this is done from the hacker's perspective. So defeating spear phishing and whaling is sometimes tough, but generally involves a combination of two things, attention to detail and common sense. The number one thing you can do under attention to detail is to check the sender mail address. So look at the email address where it's coming from, because even today it is nearly impossible to create a 100% perfectly legitimate yet 100% counterfeit email address as the sender. There will be something wrong. Look for erroneous characters in the sender address and heavily scrutinize the content. If you were not expecting to get an email from your boss, call him and ask him. If an African prince contacts you out of the blue and wants to send you millions of dollars, well, come on, we got to know better than that. Now, the next one is vishing or voicemail phishing. And this is the use of a voicemail message to try and get you to call a number provided in the voicemail. You've likely heard the car warranty expiration or the IRS and or FBI warnings with a number to call right away to prevent going to jail. The number is most certainly not legitimate and will only lead to nefarious activity and resulting damage. The best thing you can do to defeat this is, well, obviously don't call the number provided and report the caller if you can, which we're going to discuss in just a few minutes. But if you think there's a chance someone may actually be trying to contact you, look up the number of the said establishment yourself and call them direct just to be safe. If they really want you to call them, if they really want to contact you, they're going to know about it. They'll be able to tell you right there. The next type of phishing is a website phish. Now, we've talked about website phishing throughout all of our episodes. Anytime a redirection to a counterfeit site that's designed to look exactly like a site you trust, that's considered website phish. So your bank, social media, shopping network, anything that you use every single day that you consider a trustworthy site. Hackers have built counterfeit sites that look identical to these sites, and thus it makes you feel comfortable that you can enter information. Now, normally a website fish is presented once you've taken action from something else, like an email, uh, an SMS message, something like this, and will almost always want you to authenticate. You could probably see the goal here. They want to steal your credentials for use elsewhere on the internet to execute other attacks. You should never see one of these sites if you don't click on a malicious link. But if you do, the dead giveaway is that the site URL is most likely slightly different than the actual site, and most of the time, the connection will not be secure or trusted. So you're not going to get that certificate. You might even get a certificate warning, but definitely scrutinize the URL. Take a look and make sure that it matches the legit site and is using HTTPS. The easiest way to defeat this type of activity is to close the page, initiate a new connection to the site that you actually do trust, doing it fresh, doing it on your terms, just like in episode two. 
We're moting ourselves. We're controlling the action. We're making sure that we have control of where we're going. That's the key to this. This type of phishing is also very popular on mobile devices because, well, you get a text message with a link. It's much harder to see things like the URL and to verify the site is legitimate since many organizations that we use online actually have a mobile version and a full version of their site. So it can make it difficult. SMS phishing or smishing is exactly that. Sending you a link in an SMS or text message that will direct you to a fraudulent website, mainly targeting credentials or other personal information that they can steal. Again, it is defeated by not clicking the link and always report the sender and message if you can, which is coming up in our last element. Social media phishing is probably the second most common next to email phishing. And the reason is because it's so darn easy to get a person to click on something shocking or critical in social media. Anything that attracts attention can get someone to click. And the click can lead to just about anything we've talked about, including dropper and downloads, which can be absolutely catastrophic to your system. So to defeat social media phishing, always scrutinize the news, especially by checking it yourself elsewhere. If the news is real, it will likely be active on a legitimate site as well. Then you know potentially that that was not a fake news advertisement or something that's designed to shock you. Again, the whole concept of not talking to strangers or not clicking on strangers' links will serve you well in this case. Never click on something from somebody you don't know. Element number three, how to report phishing. One of the best ways to report email phishing is to send the information to someone who is going to investigate further. Now, this is a great practice to help the global community. There are several options, but the easiest way to get a list of all of the options for email, website, social media, and so forth is to go right to phishing.org and click the flag icon for report phishing right at the top of the page. It's in the title bar. So P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G.org, phishing.org, and it will give you all of the options depending upon the type of fish that you're reporting. Now, one of my favorites that is listed there is the Anti-Phishing Working Group, or APWG which, among other things, gives you the ability to copy and paste the entire message for investigation. You can also report suspicious URLs to CISA or directly to Google from this page. Now, on your mobile device, you, of course, have two different types of phishing that you want to report. Vishing, which is phishing from voicemail, and smishing, which is, of course, phishing from SMS or text messages. Now, regardless of the mobile device you have, the option will be a little different, but also very simple to do in either case. If you're an iPhone user and you want to report an SMS fish or smishing, on the actual text message, tap and select report junk. What this will do is bring up a verification message, which allows you to tap on delete and report junk. That sends the data directly to Apple so they can further that investigation if it's needed. You can also block spam and robocalls, which of course is designed to eliminate vishing from voicemail by choosing the silence unknown callers option. And this is available on iOS 13 and later. The system works by automatically silencing calls from numbers that you don't know. Now, while spam callers can still leave a message, calls from unknown numbers won't even ring your phone when you have this setting turned up. You can also do something similar to text and SMS messages with an option known as filter unknown senders. But this doesn't actually tell anyone about it. So if you're going to report, the best thing you can do is to use phishing.org or you know, do it right from your message. 
Now on Android platforms, we have a little bit of a benefit because not only can we block unwanted calls, unwanted numbers and contacts, but you're also given a built-in option to report all types of calls directly from your call log. This is something that Apple has not yet included in their platform. You can actually select the call number and choose the information button. There's a little information button at the bottom. It's a little eye in a circle. When you select it, you will see an option for report at the bottom of the screen. When you click on it, you can actually specify the call type from a list of general spam, not spam, if for some reason the system misdetected a spam caller, telemarketer, debt collector, robocaller, fraud, political, or survey. This is going to feed the system with more information for future receipt and is really going to help out the global community. Now to report SMS phishing or smishing on Android, it's actually very simple, just like iPhone. On the actual text message, click report spammer. Simple as that. It removes the message, automatically blocks future messages from the source, as well as feeding the system with more information for more accurate results. Reporting phishing and spam is a great service to the community and it will definitely help to keep you safer So it's always recommended that you take on this practice combining that with your new knowledge and situational awareness You can overcome the inherent shortcomings of the human nature that the attackers prey upon And while we can never be completely unhackable We can certainly increase our awareness of the attackers capabilities and motivations so we can learn to deceive them by changing our digital behaviors and implementing cybersecurity best practices that make us a harder target and of course to ultimately make our information harder to steal in the infamous words of sun tzu the greatest victory is that which requires no fighting i hope that you will find the techniques and tactics that you hear on the unhackable podcast to be useful our digital well-being and the future of other generations depends on all of our efforts combined. This is Unhackable, solving cybersecurity challenges with grit, one principle at a time. This is Mike Storm, and until next time, thanks for listening.